commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Core World News. You may fire when ready. Thank you, Marvin. I selected the Starlight Beacon. I'm Tam Shack, and you're listening to Core World News. Your holiday news source providing in-depth coverage all the stories from around the galaxy. Now we do something wrong there on February 18th, 2022. Starlight Beacon Bulletin. Now we are hosts, Ben and Adam. Thank you. That's uh, thank you for filling in. We got we got a new oh. host for uh, temporary host. No, again, uh, Grant and Grex both take the same night off. It's weird how they do this. It's weird. I, I, they must be moonlighting somewhere, right? Yeah, it's it, it's a hundred percent coincidence. Don't read in anything into it. It's all all's all good here. Everything's fine. How are you doing? Fine. Well, it's good to see you. Uh, Adam, yes. And, good to see you, Ben. Uh, we have a fun episode uh, today. Uh, we haven't touched comics in a long time. Um, Due to our new edict, or yeah. not even new anymore, edict of that we're going <laughs> to only cover full arcs of comics. Uh, yeah. So we've got a five issue arc here uh, for uh, a, a Marvel High Republic series. This one's uh, yeah. Trail of Shadows. So different from the other Marvel regular High Republic run, right? Yeah. And not uh, not IDW. Nope. Uh, what do you know about this this run? I know you know a lot more than I do. Well, I know, I know it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I remember hearing when they announced it, I, I don't know how long ago, but it was, as Daniel Jose Alder, which has right. written a lot of the books in the series, uh, of the High Republic, and, and he wanted to write a noir series mm. in Star Wars. And, and that's very much as it is. And, and, you know, we'll get to the pillars soon. And I think this is a great example, as we'll talk about, of, layering a different genre on top of star wars and still feeling like star wars like it it, yeah. it, it, it dabbles in noir I, I you know a lot of voiceover a piano bar <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll talk about it yeah uh, but it still is essentially star wars so i know i know that was his big goal and the other thing that it really does if and we'll, we'll break down the plot but you know this really takes you from the end of book two to halfway i mean really almost the end of book three yeah like this starts right at the end of end, end of uh, book two and, and brings you through a lot of the events, you know, parallel to what's going on during book three in the main series. Yeah, I found it really enjoyable for that fact, because we do get new knowledge. Yeah, um, we do find out more about various Nihil plots and yeah. um, and you know, the big reveal towards the end that we will get to. Um, yeah, you know, if. The High Republic's great. If you're listening to this, um, I hope you're enjoying the series. And if you know you're not reading the comics and just listening to this uh, to catch up on the comics and see what's going on, I think that's a good idea because this is it's important. These are important stories. The synergy is strong with the series. Yeah, and you know it's the same five authors sort of just you know passing off various media um, and telling the same story. And every story is just as important. You know. The novels are just as important as the comics. And even though, you know, the novels sort of scaffold everything else, um, there's a lot of other really important stories going on uh, in going on in parallel to the yeah. novels. And and the one thing I always love about reading the comics is that especially that's it's as you mentioned, it's tied into the books. But it, I mean, this is pretty straightforward, but it gives you a visual representation of some of these characters. Yeah. Which helps me. I'm not the most visually imaginative person. So when I read when I read novels, I don't picture anything. Like it's really just yeah. like white space. Like I don't visualize <laughs> in my head at all. I get it and I read it, but I'm not I'm not a visualizer. So now when I read this, I can start thinking about kind of those characters and what they look like, and it really helps me paint those pictures. 
Yeah, I'm gonna do something that you should never do in uh, like in social situations. But I had this dream. Mm. Uh, never tell anyone about your dreams. It's about yeah. 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 But I'm gonna do that here. They, uh, I've been reading Wheel of Time, like hardcore, trying to finish it up, and I'm on the last book. Um, wow, wow. Well, pause. <laughs> ben, when did you start? Because I think I read the first one like three months ago, and 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 you were like, yeah, I think I might do a reread. So like, it's only been like two or three months, right? No, I didn't. I didn't reread. I just picked oh, okay. up, left off. So I picked off the, at book ten, and I'm on. That's 14. still impressive because those books are long. Yeah, they, yeah. they're 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 long. Um, but you know, I had another friend lap me. Uh, somehow she just <laughs> like ate them up, and I don't know how she did that. But Sorry, back to your dream. Anyways, um, yeah, and the, the same thing happened. So I mean, we know some characters from the series Wheel of Time, but I was having Wheel of Time dreams because like I hadn't like processed them yet. But everyone's faces were kind of fuzzy and changed because like my mind's eye, that's how it is. I like sort of imagine them. Every like detail that they write sort of changes my mental picture of what people look like. Um, so yes, that's a long way of saying I agree. It's awesome to see these heroes, even though yeah. we're gonna have to have a conversation about court because I don't know what happened there. Oh, uh, yeah, we can have that that conversation. It, 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 I think we're behind on the High Republic adventures. Right. On IDW, and that is explained. Did he, like, so, hit puberty or something? Yes, he he, he kind of did. Uh, we'll talk about his species. Apparently, they have that mask that they take off at a certain point when they're ready to show their face to the oh. world or something oh. like that. So that's okay. why he becomes a, a knight. But, I, yeah, we'll have to catch up on that. But we're still, there's still one more ep- issue in that arc, so that's why it's like certain things are happening you know, it's not the perfect yeah. synergy, but what can you do when you have seven different types of media running coherently? I will say about dreams, since we're talking dreams real quick, I, I have a running, uh, uh, I just, I, every time a new movie that I'm excited about is coming out, including every Star Wars movie, I have a dream about what that movie is. Yes. And it's always horrible. I always wake up disappointed. <laughs> and I have to remind myself, no, that's just your bad imagination. The movie's gonna be much better than that. This, like that's your fears. There's just yeah, a part of you that's true. like, please My don't be anxiety. bad. Please don't be bad. I don't have anxiety dreams. I only have anxiety dreams about movies coming out. That is so. It's far. really weird. Well, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. See, <laughs> you broke the social rule, but I think it was kind of interesting and fun and fast. Yeah, I like to think of us as uh, daring and cutting edge and there you, you know, go. brave uh, or whatever, and maybe just silly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So why don't we start from the beginning on this as much as we can? I mean, I, we don't have to go blow by blow through five uh, series, but yeah. or five you know issues. Um, do you have the the full credits here? Because I know we mentioned Daniel Jose Alder. Do you yeah. have them here? Because mine's in the other. One. I will do that. I did do this. So this is this is the this is all five books, no repeats. So uh, the High Republic Trail of Shadows uh, issues one to five, brought to you by Alder, uh, Watchter, uh, Marcicio, Herring, Sabino, Lopez. Tedesco, uh, Enedito, Rosenberg, uh, Heterick, uh, Baldion, and Sylvie, uh, Silva. And uh, I apologize for probably half those names I mispronounced. That's, Great that's... violence against those names. And they, we uh, get a lot because there's a lot of, uh, I like to include cover artists in my in my rundown. And so there's a lot of various cover artists in this book. In, yeah. In the... Yeah. Covers are great. Arts is, yeah. Art is amazing as always. What gets people uh, to buy your comics. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of main characters we should probably talk about. Um, we, we meet a new Jedi, right? Uh, yeah. Emric Kaftor. Yeah. Um, he's new to us, uh, African-American human, um, detective, detective yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Really just, and I think as a yellow lightsaber, so that kind of, you know, connects oh, yeah. with that. 
And uh, the other kind of backstory that is important that will come up is he is the same of the same Padawan uh, crash. What do they call it? Are they called yeah, yeah. I think it is a crash, a youngling crash of uh, with uh, Stellan Geos and uh, and uh, Elzar Man and Avar Chris. So they all grew up together. Yeah, so he knows their history. Another very They're vulnerable dirty, dirty high history. Re- yeah, he's another vulnerable High Republic Jedi. I got the feeling he was kind yeah. of a paper pusher. Um, and usually yeah. that's what the yellow lightsaber is sort of like. Well, you guard knowledge is usually yeah. what yeah. you do with that. Spent uh, a lot of time in the stacks. Yeah, exactly. Not so much on the fighty fighty. Yeah. Um, but I mean, certainly competent fighter. And I mean, none of these people are fighting, right? They have nothing to fight until right. it's atrocity. So. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to mention, you know, you, you said it uh, before this, you're like, oh yeah, it's the film noir series. And, um, when you were relaying this one to me and I, I immediately forgot about that as soon as I started reading and, um, yeah. I, I forgot you mentioned it and yes, it has those main, you know, some main calling cards there. Um, but, uh, I was just like, oh, it's just a cool new way to tell star Wars, which is, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not heavy handed at all. It's like if, if, yeah. I mean, uh, older was doing it really great in terms of like, if you know, noir similar to like, he right. took what the pillars of noir are and mixed them. So like one thing that you'll notice when you're reading this is it's very heavily narrative. There's a lot of internal narration going on yeah. so much so that it's color coded. It's <laughs> color coded, right? Cause we have multiple characters, but that's very much noir, right? Like that, that voiceover mm-hmm. noir of like, yeah, and she walked in, and my again. life was never the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the she we're talking about is uh, Cian Holt, uh, who is introduced to us as a musician, mm-hmm. um, but also, as we find out later, is a private investigator. Yeah. And also a pilot, a fighter pilot. Yeah. Um, which is a, an interesting a, twist, but okay. A Jill of all trades. Really. Like just, all, yeah. Yeah. And and you know one thing I I appreciated about um, the character is that again we talk about uh, things we haven't seen in Star Wars before or like new jobs and yeah. it makes sense that they're private detectives or private investigators but that's never anything we've ever seen but it makes sense that they would have those in the galaxy right we have sort of their their darker half or the darker side of the coin which is bounty yeah. hunters yeah or even like and the that, ISS or is it is it yeah. the ISS in terms yeah. Of, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, private investigators are something that, you know, we would see. And Grant has been actually talking about how yeah. he really wants, in, especially in um, the Kenobi series, yeah. yeah, he wanted to have like a, you know, a private detective sort of hunting down or searching down some leads that may or may not lead to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a, they, they fill that void here and that's super fun. She's a great character um, and uh, pretty good on the old harmonicron or whatever uh, instrument that is she plays there yeah the the bantha ivories i don't know what those are made out of but yeah <laughs> tickling the bantha ivories um great um and then we have so they're essentially they they both get tied up onto the same investigation but for two different reasons um yeah the coolest reason for me and that what really like gripped me as soon as i started reading this was that um emrick's hot on the trail of a weapon but i mean he he's searching for these dark creatures that have been plaguing the jedi in the last book and ever these are the ones the four seers if you will yeah or the introduced i think in the end of the second book the one was the great leveler i think they referred to it as right the the one we saw yeah 
Yeah, the great leveler, right. I forgot they yeah. have a million names now. They keep sort of yeah. bending it. Each which, author is bending it to their own storytelling. Which I love because as we'll get through in this in the stories, there's a lot of lot of like lore surrounding these creatures in a very fun way. So it makes sense that they have multiple names and they've been called yeah. things by different groups and yeah. Yeah. And the the so and then uh uh Sion, I guess I've never took the time to really Sion. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, she is just on the trail of, uh, some people that are smuggling a weapon that she just knows it's a weapon and they, you know, her partner was trailing this thing and she works for the Republic, right. Or had been, and yep. they're trying yeah. to identify this weapon sale and see what it is and make sure the, the hill don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it turns out that those things are one in the same um, I think we've met. So there's a couple of bad characters here. One is uh, Arathab Fall, yeah. who is a uh, Tarnab. Um, terrifying, beautiful illustration here. I yeah. really did. You what do you feel when you saw him coming out of the darkness? Uh, agreed, agreed. Very intimidating. Um, a great, a great comic character in terms of like second it's on the page. Like, uh oh, like no, you were worried about your heroes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. I just we'll mention some other characters, but. Um, there are some scary characters in this <laughs> in this in this series. Yeah. Some even Jedi, but we'll talk about that Jedi in a moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so we got some some of the bad some of the baddies, right? So we got the the yeah, Erethod Fallen. It turns out he's working in tandem with um, Uttersand, who I think we've met in other ones. I think he used to be the evil doctor that worked for the Nihil. He's a Chadra fan. Yeah. I think he was the one that got like smashed by uh loading great storm on his on his escape i thought so that's what i was trying to figure out because th- there's two there's either it's either the same character or there's two chatter fans running around working for the eye yeah, i think it seems odd guy. i thought it was the same one too yeah yeah um so he is an evil doctor um or just a doctor we sort of wondering he does have a wife and kids and um yeah. he's you know has his own story and you know he's had it we know that he's turning on the Nihil, but he's also just trying to turn a buck. Um, yeah, and so those two are there. And then, um, yeah, then nursery rhymes. We get nursery. Yeah, let's talk nursery rhymes. And let's talk yeah. the most terrifying character I've ever seen in a Star Wars comic or anything yes. is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name, but it's a, a Angri. I think is the is the is the species right an angry yep, female nursemaid nurse who served in the in the temple. So so her job was to soothe the children to sleep. You would think, uh, and oh. her name, Rusa uh, Vidyar Virik. Virik, very good job, very good job. Yeah. I think that was most of the syllables. It yeah, I got I got everything like... in there, probably not in the right order, but yeah. I know uh, it looked like someone just like leaned on a keyboard and rolled their elbow around a little yeah. bit, and that was yep. like her name. Uh, but yes, I agree. The most terrifying thing I've ever seen. She yeah. has a mouth. Uh, it's like a squid with a human's mouth on the top of like the peak. Yeah. And then tentacles and then like buggy eyes. And that's just her face. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nightmare fuel. Yeah. And we've seen we've seen them before in live action. In fact, they were a couple of Jedi, I think, in, in episode two uh, during the battle scene, like uh, Jedi. uh Pablo Jill and uh, right. I think Coleman Crock, but like we've seen that in live action. When you look at the live action, to be frank, they look a little goofy. 
Wait, so we've, we've seen a, one of these Angry in live action? Yeah, yeah. I think just very, very briefly in um, episode two. So probably okay. in the in the, the, uh, the Patternacki arena scene. Um, okay. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, where we get like a lot of Jedi suddenly. So there's not a lot about them, but we've seen wow. them. But you look at it, it's just like it's clearly um it's clearly some mask making done that was gonna be shot from kind of far away and didn't require any movement, right? Like right. it's just it's a molded mask. But when you see when you see them in a cart in a in a comic where they can actually have like the mouth moving and everything else, it is uh it's a uh, it's nightmare it's fuel. Horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, so I just love the fact that older probably like all these artists, which would be probably my favorite part, is just flipping through the like visual dictionary of of species and is like, oh boy, that's our yeah. nursemaid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, the scene is a flashback. We don't really see her in present day, but it's like these Padawans or younglings in these like bed mm -hmm. on Dalna. I don't know why they had a crush on Dalna, but they did. And she, or maybe this is, no, because he was like a it's, he was a boy, so he must have already been with yeah. the the, um, the Jedi, and she's yep. just singing this lullaby, this creepy lullaby, which all lullabies are creepy, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, and, I mean, and like, so we see like a sweating Padawan from like under the covers being like you know terrified. Yeah, and the whole thing is like the and it's just like <laughs> I can't remember the the exact words, but it's like we're coming to take you away. Like it's all about yes. like. It's all about like child, like oh yeah, uh, it's just we're coming to take you away. Like that is the we're coming to take you away. I think it's like the refrain yeah. of the song. Yeah, something something ground to dust, and you're like whoa. Yeah, but I mean when you think about like other like old school music rhymes, a lot of them are oh, like yeah. that too. Yeah. So, um, grounded in in fact. Um, yeah. But I, I love the way that you know they start talking about it, and Emmerich has this like memory, and he has it uh, actually still in Geos was humming it first, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. They both, when he goes to talk to Stan Geos, they both kind of have it in their brain for some reason. Yeah. And that's part of the mystery. And again, this is another element of noir. Like there is a hint. There's often very much something mm -hmm. in scene one that will come back to be extremely right. important at the end of the movie. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Emmerich also, I should mention, has a uh, B droid. A, oh, yeah. yeah uh, even though it's, he's actually Q3, I think is his name. I think so, yeah. Few most of the Q, episode. Yeah, I think it's three. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't get much more than that. But that would—that's the droid, man. That's yeah. it. Just hangs out on your shoulder and gives you information whenever you want it. It's just like a cool little, like super attentive, super professional. He's a great droid. Great droid. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's really knowledgeable. He may have some out there ideas about, you know, the election and pizza parlors, but he's—he's—he's he's, he's really smart. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Don't, don't <laughs> please, Ben. Don't Google Q. Okay. Oh, oh, Q. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, all right. of our listeners right. don't Google Q. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No. Uh, that's that's fair. Don't ever don't ever look at Q. Um. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no. He's he's very very he's really great. Yeah. Um. And so everyone's in on it. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they go through this adventure. They're they're hunting down uh, this one thing. And we actually, you know, we we get to one. But um, I don't know. What are other sort of mid-game highlights that you saw? I have a list of a few, too. 
Oh, why don't you start then? Because you you're, you've come more prepared than I, but I, I got some. But what do you what like? What's some of yours? Well, I mean, really hard hitting stuff. Like, well, I mean, with that, um, they they go to a couple concerts of Sion's because yeah. she's yeah. still got a gig, you know. Yep. Um, and she's playing. First of all, there's a Harch drummer, mm-hmm. which is about time. If you don't know what a Harch is, a Harch is one of those like arachnid. Um, species yeah yeah yeah. and i was like it's a little on the nose but it's like yeah that's kind of a good bit that they had you know you would want a six uh limbed character uh playing drums yeah totally um i know we already mentioned it but i I really liked um going to the chadrafan homeworld yes and like it was nice it was it was i mean you know i like when you humanize your villains right so yeah. it was nice to see that, and I and I really enjoyed that. I think it's issue three. We kind of in, we introduce. I don't have the name down, but we introduce another Chadra fan. Bizarre, Bizarre, and like so now we have a third voiceover going on in this story. Yeah, and, and their motivation, and I really appreciate that. It was like it's it's just, and then you have this. You have a another person tailing another person. Like you know, I really <laughs> I really enjoyed that kind of added. It's additive. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another layer there. And Bisar is really self-motivated revenge. Yeah. You know, she's hates the Nihil, which is kind of a cool thing that could come up where we get just these innocents that are just like have lost because of these Nihil raids and are rising up um, yeah. under their own independent power. Um, so she's there to sort of stop what's going. Well, she's sided with the, the Republic and um, has offered to do what she can. And they've hired her to tail um, uh, Utterson and, um, yeah. yeah, and so that's where she sees him. She catches up to him on the home world and then ends up tagging along. That's a good thing she did. I, I felt like she was like trying to save him at first and then realized he's not a good person. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then the book also did a really good job of weaving in other, like uh, it wasn't just the main series. And I, I know maybe that's maybe somewhat reductive but i do think of kind of like the 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 adult quote-unquote novels as the main story they're kind of yeah. like where you're progressing the larger plot in the higher public and then you have these secondary books but uh this comic did a good job of just like pulling everything together i mean th- i think this this book reading it one through five in one sitting made me see the puzzle pieces fit together mm-hmm. a little better and there was there's just a scene in the third i think it was the third or fourth issue where ram jamaran runs oh, yeah. through and breaks up an argument that the Jedi are having. And that's because in another book, and I can't remember if it was a comic or a book, that the Padawans are all having a race. Yeah. Like, around. Like, and so it's just a moment of like, of course those two things happened at the same time. Like while the adults right. are arguing, the kids are just running around. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. And I can't wait to catch up on that. Um, the high Republic adventures, because I do love that series. And it yeah. may be like, Oh, I know this is like, I know this is synergistic because it was like two panels, right? It yep. was like him running through and bringing yep. up a thing. And then you just see all the kids together with um, Buck, uh, Tormund Buck, oh, celebrating, being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we will talk about Buck at the end because that was yes. like quite a hero moment. But I, what I liked about it, too, is it is very much synergistic. That's not a word. But I, yeah, what I appreciated I like that was that when they also like older is so good at like, OK, so I know I have to bring this in because I want to connect everything. But he also used it as a way to diffuse the tension and break the argument. Yeah. In a way, so it's just like, oh, and, and then and then he come back and have a conversation, right? It wasn't just like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. No. Uh, what else you got? 
No, no, I was just going to ask what else you got. That, that was another one, actually, the race. I was just like, wow, yeah. the Padawan, random Padawan race that's yep. that's going through there. Um, and yeah, I mean, so they get you, they do have that time on, um, they, they're at Starlight twice. Yeah. And so that's where they see them the first time. And then they, you know, follow, um, Uttersan through various areas. And, uh, he and Arathab Fowl, who's like, I really started to like, um, yeah. because like, he's also, he's, he's against the Nihil and he's this massive fighter and just keeps like just wrecking, uh, Nihil. Yeah. Um, so he's a good chaotic, good. Oh, yeah. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. Chaotic, neutral, chaotic, good. Probably around that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's a he's a fun character, and there are various plots. I really can't go through them blow by blow. It's just an ex- exciting ride, you know, as they're yeah. they're training them all down. But then it does. Yeah, it's very much a it's very much a noir where it's just like a lot of things happen. Yeah. But when you boil it down to like actual plot points, it's kind of like two two things happen. And then the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a very much like they trail this person to here. They find this information here. They put this together. They have a conversation for three pages. Like, it's great. It's gripping. Yeah. But in terms of, like, moving pieces from point A to point B, there's not a ton that's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, there was one point that I wanted to bring up to you um, in particular. And it, it was an interaction between Emmerich and Sion. You know, they're on they're falling in love. Oh, yeah. Frankly. Yeah. That's you know, there's, there's another romance, which I'm just like, oh, man, they have no no rules in, the, in this no. Jedi Temple yeah. at all. They're like they're just like one like bad mistake or like one, you know, drinking mixer away from like a Jedi orgy. And of course, I'll just jump in for a second. I know you're trying to move us to a place, but part of me is wondering if that's why the writers are thinking about why we got to the point where Anakin felt like he couldn't talk to anyone about falling in love with someone. Right. Yeah. Because. Their their history is all of these Jedi falling in love with each other and other people and then going through this random dark time. And that's the reason as opposed to like other things. And yeah. so like it like I mean, Anakin probably grew up hearing about the downfall of Starlight Beacon and all these things and talking about love between Jedi. And then he's probably so indoctrinated. It's like, I can't share this. They're going to kick me out. They're going to think it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love it if they actually told him. I think yeah. at the very least they're the rules you know when we get to the fall of the jedi um era uh are gonna be are just very strict that's why they're so strict about connection and adaptation and all those things and um you know because they they yeah he's anakin's not even willing to say a word you know to tell even obi-wan who's like a brother to him whereas like if it was this squad it would be common knowledge, you know. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at Elzar and Avar Chris and and Sanjias, they are dysfunctional, yeah. but they are communicating. Not great, but they are at least talking about some of this stuff. Right, and apparently, I mean, Emmerich at least is like this is not news to him. He is just like, yeah, that's yeah. that's going on. Um, you know, everyone, anyone can see that it's the it's the love triangle at the center of um, yeah of the High Republic. So wild it makes me uneasy <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm super happy and I, I think there should be attachment but so this leads yeah. me to, to my question yes and it and it's like well not really it's not really an attachment question though i'd love to talk more about that it's more about the jedi way and like mm. what I'm, I'm like trying to think about a sequel sequel trilogy like what is i'm always trying to think about this like what is the real like what would a, a jedi order that actually adhered to the will of the force look like like what what 
is the apex of what the Jedi Order should be. And how could it avoid falls like, you know, it did um, at the, you know, you know, at the return or uh, return of the Sith or revenge of the Sith um, sort of thing that's going on. Yeah. And and so Sion and Emmerich are talking and Sion is like, oh, you're against revenge. Then what was all that? What do you call what you did to those? The follow up operations after, yeah the follow up like, operations all this like storming and murdering you're doing and he's like well that's different or something and it's like so i was just like were the jedi wrong to fight back against the nihil if they're being you know is that really part of the jedi doctrine are they like revenge mechanics like how could they have handled that i don't know right because i, I these are things i struggle with all the time which i actually think is a strength of of yeah of storytelling where you're not going to just provide easy answers. And I will, I will enter this earth and leave this, leave this earth, never having a full understanding of what the Jedi code actually is, but I will continue struggling, trying to perfect it and figure it <laughs> out. Right. Like, yeah. isn't that the goal of anything? But uh, you know, I, so a couple of things, I, I love that we learn that, you know, in, in the, in the original trilogy that it's for defense, right? Defense only defense, yeah. defense, defense. And we can, you know, go over and over and over the sequel trilogy and the good and bad about the sequel trilogy. But I do love the fact that the way she kills Emperor Palpatine at the very end is through a defensive move. She's yeah. just defending. That's it. Yeah. And he leads to his own destruction. And that's why I think it's final. So, so there's something about that. But at the same time, to answer your question, if you have something like the Nihil, simple defense is not yeah. going to end this, right? And this is what we should not bring it back to real world, but the, the struggle with, 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 you know, terrorism is fighting it without induct without creating the ability to indoctrinate another generation, right? Through the fighting of it, right? And, and that's and I don't have an answer to that because if I did, I wouldn't be talking to you on a Star Wars podcast. I'd be in the State Department making a mid six <laughs> figure thing and figuring out how to solve war. But like I, but they're struggling with that, and I like that because every time I watch them fight the Night Hill and all this stuff that's happening, is I feel like I'm like, oh, you're. The, the ones that survive or or the or or the collateral damage is is going to come back to haunt you right and and maybe this is part of what we find out is that, that you know maybe there's a connection to the separatists more that we see later on that this connects a little bit to the nihil and the Jedi being so mm. aggressive but I, I don't know i don't have an answer for you i wish i did i i, I mean I, what do you think it would yeah. look like like I, i'm just speculating like yeah. so what if the jedi were like this you know the it wasn't even really an attack it was like a great disaster happens they help everyone heal and they're like, oh, it was like, you know, the Nihil, I think they they take load and great storm or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, what if they were just like, we're not going to go on the offensive for you? Like, that's yeah. not what we're about. You know, would that have prevented um, the eye from unleashing the leveler? At, I mean, uh, maybe leveler. probably that's really interesting, man, because he probably wouldn't have been obsessed with the Jedi because the right. Jedi would have been this whatever, you know, defensive, you know, force maybe right because because yeah, that's, that's a really important point because the eye is not obsessed with the republic really the eye is obsessed with the jedi and ending yeah. the jedi and he uses the republic and the destruction of the republic or threatened destruction of the republic and citizens as a way to draw out and taunt the jedi and they fall for it to be frank they do yeah i mean if they weren't that's on the, the offensive and could actually put a in they were like okay well we know the the you know the nihil are out there Maybe we should put a larger contingent at the, you know, at Valo when they have the, you know, the fair. And, you know, maybe that's yeah. enough to, like, stem the tide and the problems. If they're just defending, 
Yeah. Like we know that this threat exists, but you know, we're not killers, we're defenders. Like, you know, and they wait back there. Like, I wonder if that's a lesson. I mean, maybe there's something there, right? Because you you know targets, so you def- hard. I mean, I, I don't want to drift into my daytime job, but you you, you hard targets to make yeah. it really hard for attacks to happen. You defend it. And then you know that this is a generational game. This is not, we're going to stamp out the Nihil or terrorists in five years that right. we need generations to pass. And so we can do peacekeeping and educational missions yeah. that make it really hard for the Nihil to recruit another generation of Nihil. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's what that Jedi looks like, right? It's just peacekeeping. Yeah. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a tough line to cross because it's like, well, then, you know, if they're not being attacked, maybe they just attack in mass and random spots all over the galaxy and there's no way they can defend. And it's like, yeah, then what do you do? You know, I, I think, if off, you know, going on the offense is the best measure. They're obviously terrible and run by a maniac. And sure. that's real. There are entities like that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. Just I was just thinking it's interesting. It's, it's a really good question. And then when we get to like the attachment stuff, um, not to bring us even further in this, but like I want to, I, you know, I think watching the end of season one of Boba Fett, um, which apparently the ratings on that was gangbusters compared to even Mandalorian season two. Like, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't release the actual ratings, but apparently there's some some stuff they can kind of figure out who watched it when. And apparently yeah. the people, the number of people who watched it day one was so much higher than even watched the finale of Mando season two. So I'll probably get Boba Fett season two is what I'm saying. But cool. I think people with um, that had kind of thoughts about Luke um, making Grogu choose between the lightsaber and his armor. Yeah. I, I really do think we're in a long play where Luke is teaching him a lesson of like, no, you need both. Yeah. Right. Like I learned from Yoda, even though he didn't mean to teach me this, is that the attachments make me stronger. And so I think the key is the two things we've talked about is I think attachment is, is good. Communication is key. <laughs> that if you have the attachments and you're open and honest and you communicate, I mean, to be honest, I mean, not to get like weirdly out of place about this, but it's like it's like an HR department in a business, right? right. If you have a if you have a relationship with someone else in the HR in the businesses, most businesses allow that as long as it's documented and open and there's discussions about it, right? Like that's right. it's it's the stuff that happens in the shadows. Yeah, you know, we can look at the name of the series, but also I think that's the downfall of of Anakin. Not that he fell for Padme or loved his mother. But he was in a system that made him feel like he couldn't talk to anyone about that. Right. And if he kept talking about his mother and how much he needed to save his mother, then hopefully the Jedi would have realized this is something we need to do to prevent him from falling to the dark side. Right. And he loves this woman, and that's okay. But, like, if she was in danger, Anakin, you stay home. We're going to go protect her. Like, that's that's the key, yeah. right? Because you can you can have – because people have connections. Anyway, so that's my thought of, like, if we're yeah. going to kind of fast forward to Jedi in a sequel-sequel trilogy – I think they do have, I mean, Ray found that out. She has connections. She loves Finn. She loves Poe. Like, she yeah. loves these people. And I don't think she's going to cut that off. I hope she doesn't. No. Yeah, she ended up, I mean, she loved Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Which, again, uh, saved everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just interesting. I do love this sort of riddle that keeps changing shape, yeah. you know, with each too. new edition. Um, it's sort of a fun thing to think about. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we should jump sort of towards the endish area where yeah. we're back on a burning starlight beacon. So now we have bridged the two novels and, um, starlight's under attack. It's already well, well under attack. And I believe they go to the top spire. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think it's the one that's not 
not falling as much, right? It's the one that, as I remember right. from the novel, is kind of there, and they're trying to get people evacuated. Right. It was the yeah. first piece to go and ultimately yeah. crash land. But I think there was talk in um, the last book that uh, there was shuttle scene leaving at least one. And actually, maybe this might be the only one. But I don't know. It drove me a little crazy because they have one of these creatures, the Shri-Ka-Ray. Yeah. Um, or more than a one. Yep. in a box like ready to yep. study the answer to all their pro to their problems is yep. is right there and he's like no we've got to go on this like emergency rescue mission it's like yeah. oh dude you really don't you really don't yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of jedi in that starlight beacon like yeah like i i agree it's almost like weirdly um it's weirdly attachment going wrong in the way i was talking about of like you yeah, still yeah. Make decisions of like no they're they're jedi they're capable right. i mean you have buckets of blood, for God's sake. You're fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's got he, this. He would have figured out a way, even yeah. though, I mean, they they did have all they could handle there. Um, mm -hmm. We don't really know the full story of what happened. The, the top half of Starlight Beacon is pretty much all comics, and the lower half is was reserved for, um, yeah, for the, which, the novel, which is very tidy. Which is very interesting when you're reading the book, because when you're reading the book and not reading the comics or doing as we did, it's very strange because the, the book reads very much like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about the other half. <laughs> like, yeah, it is yeah. very skipped very quickly and you're like okay clearly this is covered in ancillary yeah material yeah yeah um which is what we got a little bit here so yeah. emmerich against all rules of intelligence um it, he wants to he realizes that there's one of these monsters on the loose in starlight beacon there's several yeah and wants to go do some research but yeah. he has the added um uh ability like skills in that he's got c on there who's not a force user yeah which would have helped save a lot of these people if they had known to do it but of course they didn't it's like if they brought right. a not force sensitive person with them there could be some eyes and some reason behind the hallucinate uh, hallucinations yeah. um and i thought that so i was super excited about that because i'm yeah. like we're gonna see one of these things we're yeah. gonna actually see one so what that thing is by the way i just out of i won't describe it because i want you to do it but it's very interesting. I'm on Wikipedia just checking, you know, as we do check names yeah. and stuff. That that page has gone through so many revisions. And it's <laughs> currently just called Nameless. Oh, right. Yeah, Nameless. Right. Because yeah. that was one of them. Like, some just called yeah. Nameless. The Nameless, also known as Shrilka Rai Aral, Eaters of the Force. Like, I just I just love that. I love it. I just, to me, this is wonderful. Like, I just love this idea. Yeah. Of, like, we're just, just going to take take your time. Just keep little nuggets and, and mythos and and all lore from different cultures and we'll piece it together. Yeah. So when, um, when Emmerich and Sion get there, they run into the, uh, high Republic adventures squad. So all the young kids and buckets of blood. Um, and so we get this, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the grown up or more grown court. Yeah. Um, who is one of my favorites. Um, and apparently he's been raised to a Jedi Knight. Yep. Which is very cool for court. And he, he has quite an arc in the in the High Republic Adventures, which we'll get to, I think, next month. Cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome because yeah. he was an early favorite of mine. Same. Um, and but apparently he got a piece of one of the monsters. So like, oh, yeah, he injured a, a monster and like lived to tell the tale, which is like way to be court. Yeah, it's true. Because um, no one I don't think anyone can say they've done that. Um, so that's I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so and then, like I said, they were we do we see a piece of one of these monsters. Right? We see the arm, but we don't yeah, really we get see the law. Yeah. 
we see, you a, see a little bit of the face very tiny bit of it's got it's got like tendril mouth um and and red eyes but it's all in shadow but the big I thing think, we get is its claws okay was that the real one because i thought that um that was hallucination and he was imposing um ruth's uh ruth's face on to yeah. the monster so i think it's i think it is the real one because there's also that amazing in the beginning of the issue where we see that that his his fear like that that uh nursemaid but then when we cut to um they cut between what Sian is seeing and what he's seeing. Yeah. And she's seeing a clawed hand, like a claw. Right. And right. he's just seeing a hand. Right. There's that amazing yeah. uh, thing. Because in the next page, we see it in the shadows, but we see it has the clawed hand, which is what she's seeing. So that's why I'm assuming its face is also its real face. And if you go on Wikipedia, that is the image they have. But it is very much in shadows. It does yeah. not give a ton away. It just kind of has, as you would expect for every Star Wars giant creature, like like it, it's it's very much a a a like super verminoth with a body. yes yeah, super verminoth or or like an H.P. Lovecraft like nameless yeah. Yeah. terror. Like it's got like tendrils coming out of its mouth and red eye reptilian eyes. But that's really it. All you can get on like you just see a lot of teeth and a lot of tendrils. <laughs> Yeah, and the the claws, and yeah, actually, claws. It, it does appear to uh, Emmerich as Stellan Gius at one point. Right, right, right. And he recognizes it and beheads Stellan yeah. Gius, and then you see the actual the arm fall off, and he's later yeah. taken for samples. Yeah, Emmerich actually gets the chops off a toe, basically. Yeah, um, because he knows, like, he just he's able to. He actually he beheads Stellan. Right. <laughs> the the the, the uh, because he knows right. he knows it's just an hallucination. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's one of, been one of the strongest so far, and I think because he's sort of trying to, you know, starting to understand that, which I've been begging for, like dying for, because it's just like they the Jedi have just been getting their butts I know. by these yeah. monsters, and I'm like, yep. just like, come on, like someone need to get, get a clue yeah. about this, and now at least they're starting to understand what's going on. At least this group is, you know, really the Elzar man squad, like just kept being like the definition of insanity, right? They're like, I don't know, send someone else alone to go face this. Unnamed know, horror. Right? Like, and they lost like five Jedi that way, um, which was frustrating. So yeah. Um, so it was nice to see that they've, you know, now they've got a toe, they've got one of these things in captivity. They've got um, some blood. I assume they, they still have one in captivity, right? I think so. It's, it's on the I ship. So yeah, but, but they also have more importantly, a Jedi robe covered in its blood. Yeah. Which leads to an amazing scene. Of yes. Buckets of blood just stripping down to his sumo tighties, his sumo uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tidy whities. He's just like, here, this has blood on it. You might want that too. And they're like, no, we have a whole one of these over there. And it's like, we have plenty of blood. And he's like, no, take this. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just wanted to get naked, didn't you, Tormund? And <laughs> just wanders into the afar with his lightsaber yeah. lit yeah i know but like another like rock star down like he's just well, like obviously he's not getting saved i don't think i mean maybe he does save some people and ends up coming off the thing and you know ends up having a really embarrassing starship ride in his hands <laughs> but oh that'd be the best cut to like after the credit scene of him just sitting in it everyone else fully dressed in robes and him just sitting there in his underwear <laughs> on, on a, in his seat just being like so, so how was your day 
spread eagle with a beer just yeah like, wow that was crazy right and they're just yeah. like, put some clothes on for me please, please we have we have all we have every size of jedi robe you can possibly think in the back no you're good okay <laughs> i'm okay. good good cool 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 um i will say a bit of a spoiler alert but it's unclear is he does get his own mini series comic series coming later this okay. year but it might be flashbacks i think yeah. what i've read about the description is, is about kind of how he became like this notorious Jedi. But I, I don't know. There's part of me is like, I, you know, I get killing off certain characters. Right. I, you don't kill off that character. <laughs> like, right? like, that's he's too like, good of a character. Yeah. He's like a nurse nursemaid that isn't terrified. He, he actually, yeah. he reminds me of like a camp counselor. Like if you've yeah. ever been to a summer camp and actually had a cool one, that's who Tormund Buck is. That's what Buckets yeah. of Blood is. It's just like, he's going to keep you spa- safe, but get you in a lot of trouble at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I'm still working on a YouTube video, but I have to get it out before the Oscars for it to be relevant. So I'm going to Carly and I are going to get it done. OK, yeah, it involves it involves all those that we lost on Starlight Beacon. OK, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. We'll say uh, it now that. on air because that makes it have to happen. Nice. We will uh, look forward to that. We are on the YouTubes. Um, yeah. My beloved wife's been helping us uh, post uh, amazing things YouTube. up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another way to listen to us. Um, if you know you don't want to subscribe to a service, we're on the YouTube's. Yeah. Um, we should probably tell more people about that on the uh, yeah. internet. Please but, smash uh, that like button on this on the social meds. Um, yeah, far out. So yeah, so we do this, and and um, there was a, a fantastic sort of. Le- I mean, there was the dialogue was great, the inner monologues were great. Yeah. Um, but there was one at the. Uh, at the end that I really loved from Emmerich. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, for even in the darkest hours, knowledge defeats fear and shines through the shadows to show us the path back to the light. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that's sort of where this is going. It's like, they're like, well, we're just like, they're just going to do research. Like they have the stuff, the foundation for science. They're going to learn about this thing and they're going to learn how to stop it. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope so too. I'm, uh... I'm so interested in what they're doing with the High Republic, knowing that it is it is like anything. It's a trilogy, right? It's a trilogy of stories. It is in each segment, and we're done with the first segment of the three. And this ended very much where you would think the end of a middle chapter would end, right? Yeah. At their lowest after uh, the lowest moment. So it's so fascinating to see, like, where think about where they're going to go with this because I I know this all eventually ends with the downfall of the Jedi. But I don't I'm just hoping it's not worse and worse and worse and worse. And now they're this insular sect. Right. I'm hoping it ends on with a triumph. And I think it will. Yeah, I think they try to, like, always put in some things where so the Jedi can get a dub here and there in the stories. Um, But they don't get many. Um, And there's, you know, at first, you know, when this first started happening, I was like, well, they don't really I mean, like they can beat these like Nahil chumps. And yeah. Um, you know, I didn't feel like they had too many bad adversaries, but with this, they've, they've done a nice job with the, the leveler slash the nameless, yeah. uh, because they're terrifying and they're milking it as they should. But I'm like, okay, let's, yeah. let's get some dubs here. Let's figure this thing out. I mean, tired I, of watching this, every Jedi die. I know. I think this leads to the biggest argument of why we need, you know, a sequel, sequel trilogy. We, we've had the prequel trilogy ends in tragedy as we have to. Right. The original trilogy adds it you know ends in hope but then you have a 35 year pause so yeah. for storytelling reasons 
you couldn't have everything go right for 35 years because then what's that story? You just you just start in the highest. Like it's just weird. Like I, yeah, you would just you're kind of going back around again. So then you know that Luke's story ends in tragedy in terms of his his training. I think we will get peak Luke storytelling soon with what I hope seen. so. That'd I, be great. I, I think we will, and we'll get we'll get some really him at his him at his height. But still, we know it ends in tragedy no matter what. Right. right? Which, which it's so is so depressing. It is. I get it for storytelling reasons. I totally understand. But that's why we need the sequel, sequel trilogy, where, yes, they will face adversity. But, yeah. like, it needs to end. Like, we need a series to end with, and the Jedi Order is reborn. Like, we need right. it to end with, like, and here are the 500 Jedi Knights we have. Right? right. Like, all of these, the best, best and best brightest um, Jedi is out there. Like, we need that, I think. Right, because this mythology that Star Wars is based on is about good triumphing over evil. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, I know they need to make things look really bad for it to be an appropriate scale um, triumph. But, you know, we, the, we I don't have the uh, episode number offhand, but, um, you know, we talked about this at length and it, it's a good idea if it was something in the you know further future, maybe 30 years yeah. past that or whatever, yeah. you know, or even not that the 10 years, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we have like, empress ray and then you know we have a, a young fledgling jedi academy that ray's still involved in and they're trying to work on a more perfect union you know like yeah. a more perfect like jedi solution and those their new doctrines get tested you know somehow yeah. and then they triumph i mean know, maybe maybe that's changed where you bring in yeah exactly and maybe that's where you bring in something like um an extra galactic threat right because yep. then it's less about like Oh, we're testing our, you know, it's, it's, you know, rot starts from the inside and all that stuff, which is important yeah. for storytelling. But like, it'd be nice to kind of get that. It's, it'd be an interesting. I mean, I mean, we know Lucas likes tone poems, yeah. tone poems. And that would be an interesting tone poem if you did four trilogies and the last one ends with the rise of a new Jedi Order because the right. first one started with the Jedi Order at its height and it, it, it just, it'd be, Balling, it'd be a yeah. perfect, it'd be perfect you. Like, it'd be perfect right. parabola. Perfect for those for math nerds out of there, right. you know, but that yeah. would be, that would fulfill Lucas's tone poem. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I think that would be super fun. That'd be super fun. Um, just cause I want to, you know, not know where they're going, but have it be, you know, nice, nice victory. Yeah. Um, and then something that they can base future stories on, you know, where we have this new definition of Jedi that's like, and then they can test it, keep testing it in, in really interesting ways. Um, yeah. Which would be, which would be fun dark side people and whatnot um so any other notes you had on this one not on this i will say just as like a a uh you know self-review <laughs> i'm <laughs> glad we i'm glad we switched to this method i i, I was I a little too. like iffy about moving to this i was i you know i was mostly on board but i was kind of like i don't know i kind of like talk about it every week but it's it's improved my comic reading i think okay. and like it's so hard to give especially a miniseries, a grade if you're reading it once a month and then talking about it and then reading it again in a month. And like, yeah, I don't know, because that's how I read this. I read it as it came out and then I reread it this morning and I and I don't really remember what my first impression was when I was reading it month to month, but I was probably probably like, that's eh, fine. But I really enjoyed it as a, as just reading yeah. the story and especially the love story, which we didn't hit on a lot between the two main characters. I don't know how much I picked up on that when I was reading it one a month and they just yeah. did little steps in every issue that if you're reading back to back to back to back, you understand why in issue one, they've just met and issue five. They're clearly best friends for life at least. 
Right. This would have yeah. helped me out a lot with the bounty hunter series because I, 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 I agree. There were yeah. so many people and they like did the, you know, they waited issues and issues and issues for like to tie back to old characters. And it um, makes me want to go back and reread yeah. um, some of the other some of the other ones. So so now I'm glad we're doing this. I, I, I think it works well. Um, Trying to think what else we have coming up, but we'll um, this will be kind of a regular segment that, you know, once every few weeks we'll have another series to go through. It's weird because when we decided to do this, it was the end of the uh crimson dawn no, no war of the bounty hunters arc right yeah and now so everything now is crimson up. Rain. yeah is with the crimson rain but we'll get there and so i hope also on your end the listeners that i think we did a good job covering the plot but i don't want to sit there and do it exhaustively so you're like oh there's no reason for me to read these books right like yes you can leave these ish- these episodes knowing the broad stroke plots and our thoughts on it but I hope we left it enough that you to encourage you to go read these these comics, support these artists like they are doing really good work. And it is worth even if you know the beginning and end point, it's totally worth picking up these five issues, especially they're going to come out in a paperback trade paperback in probably a couple of months. Yeah, and it's worth getting. It's 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 quite a read. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely definitely worth reading. There's some um, I mean, it's just fun and it's beautiful. Like this. This is art that. Yeah, you know it's classic Star Wars art. They can do so many things in comics that are tougher to do in other media, um, and it's you know it's just gorgeous and it's immersive and it's it's really fun. So yeah, we'll um, see what we do next week. We do want to start wrangling the uh, pillars. Yeah, um, I think you know we've done eight, and I think there's six more to go. And I'd love to sort of make a push on these because the, um, they're really the foundation of how we analyze every Star War you know media installment. And really, when we've got all of these new um, things, you know, piece of media coming out, um, it's a good way to sort of look at, you know, what they're doing and, you know, what are the standard mainstays and what are the editorial flourishes that the right. new creators get to, you know, put their tag on. So sure. um, we're going to talk more. We're going to get back in the pillars a little bit. Um, if you go on to our... Um, Actually, you know, right now it's on Twitter. If you go there, there's a link, uh, yep. uh, an introduction to Discord. You can get on our Discord yes. um, server through Twitter. There's an invite there. And, yep. um, yeah, I just posted sort of where we are and what episodes you can listen to um, for previous pillars if you want to do that. Yeah, uh, it's a great resource if, if you know, you can join. And uh, as a person who is on multiple Discords, um, that's not just the core world news. I've always been... With my social media, I've been a bit of a ghost that I exist. I mostly yeah. use it as a way to see what other people are doing and kind of engage that way. And uh, but I'm not a big poster. You know, Discord's a good way you can join. We're not going to like call you out or force you to to engage with us, but it's a good resource to look at some of the stuff we've done. We've created a lot of different chat rooms, and also jump in if you want to say something. We have a really positive community over there, and and we invite you in. You know, yeah. at any level that you want to participate. Yeah, I love engaging with people and I, I like to sort of, you know, you know what this podcast is, especially if you're listening at this point. Yep. Um, we're we're trying to just make a Star Wars positive environment. I mean, obviously we're critical and you know, you should be too, you know, yeah. as it's you'd be critical of any sort of piece of art, but it's like it's just art. We're making yeah. stories here and they're fun and it's a fun ride and we're getting a lot of new voices in the Star Wars universe. So it's gonna be different. Um and so if you're just excited about, you know, change and new things in star Wars. And if, especially, you know, if you want to know what's going on in every part of star Wars simultaneously and how they, all the parts fit together, um, we're hoping we can be that, uh, that lattice work that, uh, that answer for you, um, to just, you know, 
beat, help organize some of this stuff so we can really talk about everything that's going on. So yeah, hit us up, hit us up. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll call it there. Um, Thanks very much for listening to us this week. Uh, It was a great pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always.